Okay, good evening everybody. So I want to just get into where we picked up, left off last night. Um, and that is, we were talking about uh, doing the Six Day War, and um, basically what his, his message to the, 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 the yeshiva and to Panovich was, yeah, you can't lose focus in the whole war that Hashem is talking to us as individuals. Number two, so now you come to a bitachon, a level of bitachon, and you feel everything, mamish, everything Hashem is the best. If you don't feel the danger, that's also a problem. So it's actually a very gesher tsarmel. It's a very narrow bridge because you we it can't be an ostrich and unaware of the the dangers. Um, you know what we've discussed is you have to know that everything is from Hashem. Nothing, zero. And in fact, what what Freelander pointed out is that every for the individual as well, every drop, every iota of difficulty, of pain, of anxiety, not self-induced anxiety, but of, of external uh, anxieties, um, is to the perfection di- uh, diagnosed and delivered to the individuals as they need it. And that the surin, that the challenges, the tribulations, the difficulties, are there uh, to bring out the best in the person. Uh, we Typically, uh, you and I and every normal person uh, does not want to be challenged and tested. We would much rather uh, live life without serious challenges. That's the human condition. Um, again, I mentioned uh, b- before, even Yaakov Avinu, who is the ultimate servant of Hashem, the ultimate person who is representative. There is nobody who has, uh, even though Moshe was the greatest prophet, Yaakov was the highest level of spirituality, uh, he it, it is a figure of Yaakov that's on the heavenly throne. It looks like Adam, uh, like Adam before the sin. And even Yaakov wanted, because Yaakov, Yaakov wanted to be able to learn, and to daven, and to serve Hashem, and not worry about his children fighting, or a brother who wants to kill him, or his daughter Dina, or anything of that sort. He looked, he just wanted to serve Hashem. Um, and he, he wanted to serve Hashem for the most noble of purposes. Um, but it, this is even, it's not up to you and I uh, to do that in the sense that we can go cruise control. And even Yaakov, it would have been to some degree cruise control. It's an amazing thing, by the way, that Yaakov would, would actually lose prophecy um, for a period of his time when Yosef was gone. Because he was so um, distraught over the, his, the missing of his son, because because of various prophecies that Yosef was uh, who who Yosef would be, because if if he had all his children would have been alive, there were certain understandings of the twelve tribes, uh, but yet it was still for Yaakov's best. Um, and not everything, you know, is uh, which we imagine being smooth. Uh, is actually for our best. In fact, very often the you know actually of Chatzko Levenstein. I I, I, um, I have a book. It is honestly um, probably I, I I at some level I don't think it totally at some level of any English book has had the greatest effect on me. And I read this book for for decades uh, before I go to sleep for about three minutes. I don't, you know, I go through it. Uh, it's Rabbi Zelig Pliskin's 
gateway to happiness. I, I read this, I started, I don't know, Hashem, you know, talk about Betachon and, and Divine Providence, somehow or other, I, I don't even know why I saw this book when I was a bacher uh, over 20 years ago, for sure, for sure over 20 years ago, because I clearly remember having it by my bed at least 22, 23 years ago. Uh, but for most or many years, I've been reading this book. There's, I think, a period where I didn't. But I remember I even had a roommate in yeshiva who was a nervous guy, and I told him to read this book, and it told me it, cha- it changed his life. So, I, you know, it's just a bunch of statements, and just like, I, I, I in general, just Eitzatovik um, Mashal. A good idea is the last thing you read at night should not uh, be the news or some stupid, even if it's kosher novel. Uh, it should be something spiritual, holy. That's what you're going to sleep with. That's what's going to stay uh, in your head as you go to sleep. So it's an idea that you should read some Torah, Torah thought. And I've been reading this book. So he has one, uh, one, one of his points. He says that the founding of Chatzko Levenstein, who is the Mashkiach in Panovich, before Rabbi Freelander and after Rabbi Dessler. So the Mashkiach in Panovich was Rabbi Eliyahu Dessler, who was the author of the Mikdam Eliyahu, Strive for Truth. Chatzko Levenstein, who previously was the Mashkiach of the Mir Yeshiva, and then Rabbi Freelander, who we're learning right now. So Chatzko was one of the two or three people with the heads of the Mir Yeshiva when it went through from Lithuania to uh, Kobe, Japan, and then to Shanghai and spent the warriors there. And Chatzko said the following thing, that his, um, the, the, what, at the time he thought were his most challenging moments in life were actually the best moments of his life. The best, because to him, it, life was about spiritual growth. And ultimately, those moments, you imagine, he was literally leading not only himself on a decisions of life and death, making decisions of life and death for himself, but for hundreds of Bachrim family, you know, to go to Shanghai, to go to Lithuania, to travel on Shabbos, what to do with the Japanese. Remember that, they were under the Japanese in Shanghai. How to deal with the Japanese. I mean, all of these decisions he was making, uh, you know, at a certain point in the war, Shanghai was being bombed, right? There were threats from the Japanese government. All of it, all of it, when they're in Kobe, where they should go in Japan. You know, these decisions. So he said that what, at the times, the most challenging moments of his life were actually the greatest moments of his life. Now, would any normal human being pick decisions to run away from Nazis or from communist Russia, or from a Japan, <laughs> or to decide how the yeshiva should function in this. No one would pick that. Why would any... We were, you'd have to be crazy. But it was those discern which allowed himself and all those Bakram to have uh, levels of growth which would not be uh, easily achieved under normal circumstances. So, so therefore, for this is that, that, that Yusurin really are at some level an opportunity and gift for us, even though we can never... We should never pick it. If we're in that situation, it's there to bring out the best in us. Um, and then he makes one final point before we get back. This is very important. I'm repeating this because these are things we need to inculcate. You know, it, there could be a person uh, who so psychs themselves off on a very high level. And how have I, we should even have this Sahara. But there are people, and I, and I can see where he comes from, that you literally become a Bekiva. But you're not a Bekiva. You become a Kiva in the sense that you feel Gamzul Tova, Gamzul Tova, this is the best thing that ever happened to the world, Baruch Hashem. You know, you're not that you want COVID for anyone, but for myself, I'm so happy to have this COVID. It's so amazing. You know why? Because everything Hashem gives me is exactly what I need. I have such a moon, I have such a talk on, I'm so calm, I go to sleep at night. 
don't need anything else. I can go to sleep knowing that everything comes from Hashem. That's a tremendous level. Uh, but there's also a danger in that. And the danger in that is, is that you miss the Yisrael. Because you don't feel the pain and the anxiety because you're living in like an ostrich. <laughs> right? Uh, Bitochah doesn't mean you're, you're, that you're going to have everything you know, it, it, it guaranteed uh, that you're not going to get hurt. It means that if you do, it's for Hashemayim, and that you have to realize Hashem gives everyone thing for the good, and there is a danger there. Uh, and that you have to know that there's a danger there. If you don't know there's a danger, you won't change yourself. You know, it, it's kind of like a sick person who gets sick, and says, Baruch Hashem, I got sick, I don't have to take care of myself. You know, can take care of yourself? Adarabah, if you're getting sick, you got to take care of yourself, you got to dive in harder, you got to take your medicine, don't say Hashem gave me this for my best. You need to be able to work on that. And you could actually lull yourself, think, oh, I just have to be everything is going to be good, everything is good. Uh, and, we, and that is true, but it, there's this dichotomy of also recognizing the demand for change, the demand of the moment, and to be con- fully aware uh, of the danger of the moment. And that, this is really what he was telling them. Uh, Bakram, who are 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, uh, in May, late May, 1967. You have to understand so on, on that point. Let's say you learned to Let's say you person gets sick in bed. Uh, and explains means doesn't mean you're critically ill. It means it's, you're sick enough. That you need to lay down. You need to get into bed and lay down. It could be a, a bad cold, uh, some kind of bug, a virus. He's not talking about COVID. A regular virus. Kumo uh, she. Uh, it should be in your eyes when you're laying down. Like Moshe Leila Gardam, it should be uh, like you went to a scaffold. In the, in the old days, in the time of the Romans, they put people on scaffolds and they either executed them there or they tortured them there. Uh, they're judging you, maybe you should be killed or tortured or on terrible things. So imagine you get up to the scaffold. Do you know how a person would feel? Do you know the, 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 the fear that that person would have? Um, and if at that moment, most people were not successful. And therefore, if you had proklat, you had really good, great, big advocates, Nitzel, you'd be saved. The imlav, and if you do not aim at it, so then you will not be saved. Kasher adam chalav enafal mishkas alav lachshos me haefsharis hagrua biyaser. You have to be concerned about the worst type of possibility, and that's death. If you're sitting there, standing there on a scaffold to be adjudicated and judged, you need to be scared. I'm not not another hadaver. Shmisha kibul chom va'alav mishkaf. He says it's so crazy. You get, you get a fever, you lay, have to lay down. Uh, that you're worried about. He says the following even when the fear, when the, the real fear, the real reality of death is still far away, you should still be scared of it. You should still, like, if something like that happens to you, it should wake you up. You know, make you feel something. I told you this that you know, I was on a Zoom call, you know, several weeks ago with uh, uh, Aaron Cutler, who's the CEO of Lakewood, just one I know pretty pretty well. Um, and he he actually had COVID, 
And he says amazing things. And his wife asked him, how did it feel? Uh, and he said that when you have a flu, right, you feel like you're going to die, but you'll know you'll live. He said he had COVID. He didn't have a bad case. But he, had a, you know, he said he, he, he felt like he would live, but he was scared he was going to die. Because, you know, he's in his 60s, young, young 60s, and he was worried that maybe he would spread it in a bad way. But it was that fear. If you have COVID, like, who knows what could be? Uh, and, and the Gemara, what it's saying in Shabbos is that whenever you get sick, you should, whoa, look, look, you know, look at this fear that a person should have. Like, you know, what, what could be? What could be? What could happen? I'm not saying to be OCD, the Gemara is not saying, to be, to be paranoid. What the Gemara is saying is the following thing. Even on a, on a small Sara, you should be very scared, right? Um, uh, it should be very scared, like it's like a big danger. Um, and ask a question, a kasha. Well, why should you have this pachad? First of all, it's not such a big danger, you know. A person gets a cold in, in normal time. Worry about thirsting and like end of life existential questions. Seems to be a little bit extreme. Number two, what about Really, Bitochan should make you calm and cool and tranquil. Right? I've mentioned that I have known and met Tzadikim who were so calm and cool under pressure or under serious things because they have tremendous Bitochan. And he says, you know, in general, you have to ask a question. The Gemara says that you should look at yourself if you're going to a scaffold. And that you need to have prakletin. You need to have these advocates. Who are, they, who are these advocates for a person when they're on, at this moment when they're on the scaffold? Says Freelander, it's tshuva, it's repentance, and maizim toivim. Right? Coming back to Hashem and good deeds. If you have 999 uh, judging you for choiva, the echad malamin alav schos, and one for a schos, your nitzel. If you have 999 one merit can be, make all the difference. The hiksha marsha, the great marsha, the great um, early 17th century Polish Shades of Marsha, asks in his Chidushia Godos, uh, uh, it seems to be a little bit uh, one, you have 999 negative uh, prosecuting angels and one good merit that could overweigh them. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't seem to be scaled correctly. We know God has judgment. It's a person who could do, first of all, m- many actions in mitzvahs. And most of their intent, very often, is not for the mitzvahs. It's not, not for the right purpose. You want to be honored. So, by the way, honor is not just that you get up on a stage and people clap, or you have your name on the board. It mean, honor means like you're doing it for your own honor, your own self-esteem, not because it's intrinsically the right. There's something to take takes away from that also. Obviously, external honor is even greater. Uh, or you want, you know, today people, 
give charity and you'll you'll get some kind of promise, uh, whatever it may be, which is not a bad thing to do, to give charity, but it still takes away from the, the lishma of the mitzvah. who writes, but you also want to serve Hashem. Right? Which means that it doesn't mean that, you, that it means that your good deed has many components. Not that there's 990 things bad and one good thing. It means in your good deed, the reason you're doing things. Somebody told me today, literally today, uh, this is not, he's not a member of the synagogues, but somebody I know and who um, has had ups and downs in life, and I decided to reach out to them today for every reason. Uh, so I said, How are you doing? Did it all? And you know, I said, Where are you holding religiously these days? Not in such a in a great great you know in a great situation. The person has pretty serious mental health issues. So, but the person tells me, you know, when I was doing this, a lot of it was just to to uh, you know to to treat my this mental health issue. It wasn't really I believed in it necessarily. So you can do it for that reason. So there are people who keep Torah because they feel they have to. They're born in Orthodox home. And they have to, you know, or their mother say, their father, their wife, their husband, um, you know, or they're used to it. It's just so all of that takes away from the lishma, from the focus for doing it for the sake of heaven. So but the, the, the gemara says that even if a little bit, if you do it just to serve the a little bit, that could be the merit that gives you a shkusim. Um, he says, well, you know, you shouldn't be scared of, um, per se, because, it, it, you know, overwhelmingly, because you always have hope to be, to be um, saved, even in the most t- terrible things. And certainly, um, um, you know, usually B'tachan says you shouldn't be scared of far off things. So if that's the case, um, that's the case. What in the world is going on here? You can have one, one angel saving you. One little good deed could be your savior. And yet, when you're going to that bed, you need to think to yourself, oh my goodness, I could die. Or, oh my, what could happen to me? Again, it's, the Gemara does not want people to be neurotic. That's, that's certainly, again, it's a total, actually, gateway to happiness. Uh, you know, it starts off, the first two chapters are just ha- thinking positive thoughts. You know, creating... We are very much what we think. Uh, the Torah teaches us how to think. There are certain things that every Jew should be thinking. Um, but I, I don't remember if it's like the first or second. You know, it's a, it's, it's a constant mitzvah to be happy. Not only just an Nachman Breslov, to get prophecy. You know, not just mitzvah, it's a great mitzvah to be happy. But to, happiness is, is essential to serve Hashem. And we know that we were punished the the Gemara and Kisav the, the Torah and Kisav all the Gemara elaborates we were punished because we did not serve Hashem out of joy and with a good heart we have to be happy and we should be coming yet it seems to be that when something negative when you get potched a little bit you should the the Gemara says you should be fearing the worst you should say oh my goodness I need I'm in big trouble over here what am I going to do and that's the question. He says, This is the question my master and teacher of Desler asked. It's actually a Mikhtim Eliyahu who quotes Chelek Gimel. And first of all, he adds the last question. First of all, it says you need big 
advocate. And in the end, is he one out of a thousand to be your ad- advocate? What, what, what's going on over here? Miyasha Moivarevi. So Dasari explains and expounds as following. When you get sick, Kai for not you, if someone gets sick, uh, and you should look at it like you're going to a scaffold, this is very important. This is so important. And there has to be some minute danger he's talking about here. There is some danger. Like, if God forbid um, you're ever almost hit by a car. Like, last year, two years ago, I was on Meridian. And my, actually, it was, not, not, it was last year. Not, not, not even a year ago. I was crossing. And, um, I, you know, I, 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 I was standing somewhere, and I, and I cross, and I, and I cross the street, I bumped into Larry Franks, speaking to him for a short period, like, very short, like, I had just crossed, and right where I was standing, literally, I don't know how long before, uh, a car smashed into it, got a, a, a lady, like, conked out, an elderly lady, smashed into the pole, if you know, the crossing pole, armory, knocked the pole down, had I been standing where I was, literally uh, a minute before, wherever it was, I would have been dead. There's no question, dead. So, like, the truth is, I, I told my wife, she was more shocked than that's to her credit. Was, uh, like, she, I can't believe this. She, like, you know, but she's, the truth is, she's very right. It means whether a person, if they have got in a car accident, or they're, you know, if they almost see something, or they experience something, that is supposed to wake them up. If they're sick in bed, if there's any possibility, if a person, you know, um, recently I was, let's deal with I had to go to general anesthesia. Now, general anesthesia is pretty routine, but there is a slight possibility of never coming out of it. You know, that uh, reality of being forced to be under general anesthesia for your own health, for whatever purpose you're putting in general anesthesia, should be a wake-up call, he says. It's Roy um at that moment, it's it's Elashim and Shemayim. Why are you sick in bed? Even though 99.99% of you get up and you'll be fine, right? Or you're going to generally you probably will be fine. But why? Or, or you're in a car accident, or your car dismisses you. Um, you know, I remember when I was a teenager, like, I don't know if I should say this, but there was one time I was almost in an accident, and it was like, really, it would have been a bad, bad accident. I was 16, and it was just my first you're driving, and I remember for like days, like days, uh, and then nothing happened. Like, but it was like miraculous. Uh, days I was shooken up from that. It was like, and even now when I think about it, it gives me palpitations because I think of my whole life changing. If I would, we, we should never experience that. But now I say to myself, like, I don't, know, I don't remember what went through my mind as far as Juva then. I did see my my physical life. I did see had I killed anybody. At uh, the age of sixteen, what, 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 the ramification like that scared me to death. But way more profound than that is that if a person's in that kind of situation, um, that's a wake up call from Hashem. Like you, you, you need to wake up. This is this is this was this was to wake you up. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, this is to wake you up. You gotta wake up over here. And therefore. It, it means if you get sick in bed, it's not that you're scared of death. It's you're scared. This is my wake up call. 
Maybe if I don't fix myself with true mice and two of them, that which are the problem gedolim. Omar, which means if you have any minor ailment, even minor ailment, or 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 near experience, not actual. From Shemaim, it's telling you to do tshuva. Even from the, the, the slight possibility. Can you imagine a Dave Kovar or Destin would say, there's a slight possibility? Shouldn't you be waking up and changing your life? That, that fear, that reality. Get a fix your ways. Learn your lesson now. Right? Take the lesson today. Don't wait till it gets worse. And if the kid doesn't get it, like kid runs across the street, and always gets killed. A father who loves his child will punch him. And you, know, you can't punch uh, adult children, even if they run across the street. But a three or four year old, within reason, you should get a patch. Why? Because you love them. You don't want them to get killed, right? But if it's an older kid, you don't need to be a patch. Die, I love. Right? A little kid does, if you go like this, you know, give a wag of your finger, it's not going to work. You know, a three-year-old or four. But a, a teenager, that it should be enough to uh, teach them. Someone who's close to Hashem, and they, they go uh, to, the, to the bed, and they're sick, they, it's already like a wag of a finger. It's already a reminder. It's already a reminder. Better wake up. You better do some tshuva. You better fix yourself. And how you proclaim the sacrifice myself to fix your deeds. Like you're going to a scaffold that was needed in the Misa. At the same time, though, it's, it, it, it's, it's not that you're scared of death. It's, it's a reminder of the danger of the, the, the Hashem one. The Unimers, at the same time, though, you should know with tremendous bitachon. It's your father. He's giving you a patch because he loves you. And even if right now it looks quite bad and quite severe, in one second it's possible because Hashem rules the world. Uh, Hashem's default is rachamim, is mercy in this world. Of course, even if something bad happens to a person, of course it's b'mishpat of tzedek, of its righteousness. We mean a person, God forbid, if something happens, Though it's the, the world of truth, maybe sometimes you can see it. But even in this world, Hashem, you can usually see very often the Chesed and the Savior and the Yeshua uh, that's there. Vimraki mi matzal melech yosher echanim and alaf. And even if you have one out of a thousandth merit, one out of a thousand merit, that would be enough to save you. Don't think it's it's over. One out of a thousand could be the reason uh, you're saved. But you need to realize. This is very important. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, I just, I just said that, you know, I don't, I don't plan to tell you stories. I'm 16 years old, but, you know, as I said that story right now, I'm still, it reminds me, I was so, I don't know, it's like a whole, I'll tell you very briefly, because, you know, I was 16, I was with friends in the car, and I was talking to them. It was in, like 12 o'clock at night, uh, and um, my car, the highway's empty. And we're just, I'm talking, I'm talking. All of a sudden, my friend, I'm sorry, probably 65 miles an hour, I was not speaking, it was like 65, 70, whatever it was on the highway, and my friend said, stop! And I had this older car, you know, and I, uh, it wasn't like a great car, and I hit the, because right in front of me there was a traffic, 
a huge amount of traffic. It must have been, it was a terrible accident. Terrible. And the whole highway had stopped. And I'm like 70, and I must have been 40 feet away from car after car after car. It's like hundreds of cars ahead of me because there's some terrible traffic, which actually locked us on the highway for about two hours afterwards. But my point is, I skid. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I'm not kidding you not. I probably was inches away from hitting the car away from, in front of me. Had he not stopped me at that moment, I would have rammed into that car at 75 miles an hour, 65 miles, whatever it was, and that car went on flying to who knows how many cars. I was shaking that night, and for like days, that, that scene went over my head. I'm like, I couldn't believe how he not said stop. And it was like the weirdest thing. The highway was empty. Like tonight, if you go on a highway, it would be empty. And all of a sudden, there's this, there had been some kind of terrible accident, and it jammed the entire highway. It was so like out of the blue. I, you know, and I turned just like for a few seconds to talk something to my friend, which is why, you know, when you're 16, you're, you know, God's blessing when you're driving. But, you know, but the crazy thing is that, you know, if I think of now, that was a reminder of your, your whole life, like your physical life, your spiritual life. And we have these experiences. And whenever we're in there, it's supposed to remind us um, you know, that, you need merits, and you need that's waking us up. What's important, and, even, and if we have a tough one, even one merit could save us. This today, it kills me. I, I can't tell you. You're all righteous people listening to this year, not because you're to me, because you're working yourselves, you're thinking about it. I, I, you look at the world today. It's like the, it should be waking the world up from a slumber. There should be mamasha, a mass chuva movement, a mass chuva movement. It happens to be that in the Torah world, there's a lot of. Uh, and you see more, but there's a lot of good things going on, and certainly in certain segments for sure. Uh, there's a lot of really good things, but in the general Jewish world, uh, you know, the general Jewish world, the world, and even the Torah world, we have so much waking up to do. Hashem's speaking to us. We're, we, we need to, this is, this is, a, <laughs> wake up! Um, with the Bitochan. And the Bitochan is if we do wake up, we'll be saved. Even a little bit. Now he's again. He's talking to the yeshiva before the six day war. Um, he's talking even if you have a little bit of a tzara, you have to get, you get sick in bed. You get you get a headache. Uh, you know, a head cold. You both of these emotions seem to be soisers. I remember my my brother in law today is a, a rebbe in Brooklyn. Uh, when he was in a certain yeshiva in New York, his secular Jewish science teachers, you know, there were a bunch of yeshiva bachram, and they said, to him, well, why don't you keep Torah mitzvahs? Like, you know, teenagers. And he said, well, because I don't get how you can both fear God and love God. This was, his, this was the reason. Because you have to fear God and love God. It's impossible to fear and love. Like, of course you can fear God and love God. We all do that, you know. But So it's the same thing here. There's, there's two separate... Uh, uh, of emotions that we have to have two different planes that we, we have to be thinking on. Number one, the sire is to uh, visualize, to visualize. Uh, even the thought that the most, it's so unlikely, so far out. That something bad can happen for this. The possible potential danger. And because of that, to make a spiritual accounting, 
of the harvest and to do good deeds, to actually do things which are of tzedakah, of charity, of prayer, of Torah study, of chesed, of kind acts. Because you realize this could be, could be, could be dangerous. Because you realize, you know, the reality of how, how, how tenuous things are. Number two, which seems to be a contradiction, so, with this, uh, you're calm and you're relaxed. Why? Uh, and to live with menuchas and nefesh, with the strengthening yourself of tikva ubitachon, the hope that it's the, the, the hope that you'll be that you will be saved in this world, that everything will work out just okay and fine, and to be talking that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, it is for the best. Sometimes it will not be what we imagined, but it will be for the best. Hashem could save us. The odds, there's no such thing as odds by Hashem. Of course, there are odds in the world, uh, and that we, but there's no odds by Hashem. Uh, we have to have both of these feelings in us. And if you have both of these, listen to this. Again, he's talking to the yeshiva far before the the, the war. The, the, that Hashem will judge us favorably. Right. If you want to know what you should be doing to be judged favorably, this is what you should be you should be doing. Where are we now? Like you know, somebody weeks ago sent me a certain Yiddish uh, song of a certain group. You know, like 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 Hashem runs the world in Muna. Don't worry, like no problem, like no problem, you know. Amuna, those are holy words to say. Uh, and if you don't change your life, Amuna, Amuna, you know, we're obligated to realize Hashem is speaking to us to, to change your life, to make adjustments. The loneliness are, but if you don't, if you have this, you have Amuna, I'll be good. And you don't, you're not motivated, you're not uh, stimulated to get prakliten, uh, advocates, spiritual advocates, the matzah, and you, with your cloak of bitochan. Actually, it's worse. Because this is hafkeris. That's, that's hafkeris. That's saying, there's, like, it's like almost saying that God does not care if how we act and how we do. Because like, if I this believe in, it's like, a, I, 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 again, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to compare the two, but I'm just, just, just for a crude, very crude analogy, um, there is uh, there are thoughts in the Protestant churches um, that all you need is belief in Yashka, which is a stupid belief, but all you need is belief in Yashka, and that's all you need. That's your salvation, and that's forget your deeds, forget everything else. All you need is this belief, and that is you know. I remember having a conversation once with somebody, like a Christian. I said that's very interesting. So a person could be Hitler. And just have belief, and then in, in he'll go to. Is that, is that true? He had nothing to say, uh, you know. Uh, and of course, if it's a Jew, the nicest guy, and according to your theology, he's going to toast because he doesn't believe in that, right? You know. It, 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 but there's some people imagine like we don't have to change our lives. We can just go exactly the same way. I I I think at some level, it's not real belief. It's pasha. It's a belief that. God, you know, I can get sick and not take care of myself. I'm not, you know, I'm no, I don't have to spiritually change myself. I don't have to physically change myself. It, it, you know, it's it's almost like there's no reward and punishment. There's no free will in this world. No, with 
the knowledge of Hashem's chesed and wake-up call. It's a, it's a message for you and I. This is really important always in life, whether you're driving a car at 12 o'clock at night, even if you don't uh, get into that kind of experience, you just or you don't have a car hit, go where you're going. We all have had those experiences. Who, when you drive a car today, you're, you're, you need every day Hashem's bracha. You walk on the street. You know, you walk on the street, across the street, to walk around, you need Hashem's bracha. You know, so th- this whole COVID is one little microbe um, that could, could change our lives. We always need Hashem's bracha. But right now, especially, we need to really, part of bitachon is to be aware of Hashem runs the world. Hashem runs the world with chesed and with kindness. But it's a wake-up call to all of us. That's an essential part of bitachon. We'll pick up tomorrow night He's not going to connect connect this um, to what was going on to the general uh, Saviva atmosphere in Israel in 1967 in the days before the war and how uh, they should be acting. I think it's fair, it'll be a good lesson for us in our day, in our time. Okay, so we'll hold here. Uh, and I'm going to show you a good night.